Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, the university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture, the magical world of pop culture, and you learn what life lessons you can get for your own life based on what these celebrities are going through. Some amazing seeds of wisdom to plant in your life on this podcast. My name is Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. I love you. Oh, no, I don't love you yet. Um... If it's your first time here, take a seat wherever you would like, and I'll see if I love you. If it is not your first time here, I love you. I stand you, and I'm in your fandom, and thank you for coming back. You guys, I want to give you guys some realness into the world of being an NSFW Twitter creator, Twitter slut, aspiring OnlyFans creator on Twitter, because we know Twitter is the place where you get that OF popping. So when on your demon time, you start an OnlyFans, you already have a bunch of followers on Twitter to get those clicks, get that money, and really make, you know, worthwhile of throwing that ass and being a webcam girl in your bedroom. I was doing that. I had about, I was just about to hit 10,000 followers on my NSFW Twitter, Patty Pop Private. Um, I was kind of sharing that journey with you, how it was going, how I felt about it the weird experiences, guys wanting to buy my used underwear, everything like that. And I want to keep doing that experience, but it seems like it may come to a halt because of some treacherous waters I've ventured into. So I can't say much, but I have been approached by a brand to do a deal with on TikTok and my other social medias. And I really want to do this brand. It's like a household name, like everyone knows it. And then... (laughs) I haven't had this Twitter for that long, so this has never come up before. But then they send me the text that says, oh, um, well, my manager sent me the text that said, basically, they saw my Twitter and it does not align with their company values. He said, they think your content on TikTok is perfect for a collab, but they flagged your Twitter since they check absolutely everything for brand safety and legal purposes. I'm doing, I'm all for doing whatever you want and being you, etc. But for a brand like blank, You need to protect the brand image. So I'm not sure if you're willing to take down or archive your tweets um, that are considered not brand safety or just go private on there. So basically, he said it in a very nice way, but he said, clean up your act and find Jesus so you can make some money on TikTok. So basically, I'm going to have to take down a lot of my posts on Twitter and go on private on there. And this journey is kind of coming to an end because to grow on Twitter, you need the retweets and everything. It's a very sad day, but you know... I guess I'm a (laughs) ho-no-mo, like Sister Cindy. I'm a born-again virgin, I guess. So, um, yeah, the Twitter's going to take a backseat for now, but it was fun. So just keep that in mind. If you wanted to make a Twitter like that, that may be something you bump into because they will check. So anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Some crazy shit. Not as um, depressing shit as the last few episodes, but some wild, almost like infuriating. We're going to be mad at people today. Not so much death talk, but we're going to get pissed at people today in this episode. And you're going to hate someone. So first, we're going to recap some of the Idaho murder stuff going on. We've been following that. We want to know how the court hearing went today. We want to know how Brian plans to not get the death penalty, what his defense lawyers are going to do for him, and more crazy things that have come out about how he committed that murder. And then we're going to talk about a new way that problematic men are finding to gaslight everyone and to not take responsibility for themselves. And it's a really creative new way that a lot of celebrity men are doing. And you need to hear this so you don't let men in your own life do that to you. Lastly, we're going to talk about some mean girls, some problematic women, some young women, some models that you all know and why they're mean. So before we get into it, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it on your Instagram story and tag me at Petty Pop Culture, and I will hit you up in your DMs. This is a Tuesday Friday class, so don't forget attendance is mandatory. You will be expelled if you do not come every single time. And um, yeah, tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your sugar baby, tell them all. And before we get into it, I think that's it. Anyway, welcome to Pop Culture University. Classes in session. Take your seats. 
I feel like as humans, we have some morbid fascination with the evil, with serial killers, if you will. We almost, we know they're so vile and evil and unspeakably terrible humans, but for some reason, we can't get enough. We can't get enough of the fascination. It, it fascinates so much because it's almost something we never think could happen in our real lives. It's like a movie plot going on in real life, especially these Idaho murders where someone named Brian Kohlberger, a huge, massive, evil bitch, killed four University of Idaho students um, with a knife. Something like that, like that's almost just like something un- so unspeakably horrible, you can't help but look. I guess the whole University of Idaho murders fascinate me just because it is so, it's, it's something that you almost think will never happen in your life, but you know it's a possibility. You're, you don't assume it's going to happen ever, but you don't assume that's never going to happen. So the fear of it being implemented in our day-to-day, like that could actually occur. Uh, we, we live amongst a lot of scary, evil people. So no, none of us are technically 100% safe from that happening to us. And that's why it's so scary. And that's why you want to know because it is something that could affect your life. And these girls were like my age. my they They represent all of my best friends who are girls. And I can't believe that happened to them. And... It's it's mind-numbing and bone-chilling knowing that that could happen to someone I love. And I don't blame the world for being so fascinated in serial killers because I get it for all those reasons. But that kind of content gets a really bad rep, especially from Hollywood. Um, they're already making a documentary about the Idaho murders on ABC that's going to come out tomorrow at night if you guys want to watch it. And I'm sure there's going to be... 10 bajillion documentaries about that and Netflix series about that and blah, 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 because it's so fascinating. It was actually my most watched TikTok ever at this point. And I've been doing that this for over two years now. And it's my most watched TikTok ever talking about when they caught Brian. Over 12 million views. And that just goes to show. I make TikToks about the most A-list celebrities, the craziest drama, and that is what stood out to people. It's almost irresistibly evil. And we just need to know. The same situation happened with the Dahmer series on netflix and everyone was like okay like i guess we'll watch it even though we know it's wrong like you kind of you let's let's be real you probably felt some shame when you were watching that Dahmer series you were like i know i shouldn't be like projecting this and giving this my money so they don't do it again because people in hollywood they're slaves to the money they only made the Dahmer series because previous Dahmer movies or Dahmer series performed well that's literally the only reason why um, they just look at the past metrics. They see a trick of something that works. Or they're like, okay, let's spin it a little bit, make it a little different, and put it out again. That's why. So if you really don't want to support these things, you just can't watch it. But Dahmer was so popular. It was actually the most watched show on Netflix last year. And I believe the second most watched show of all time on Netflix, just behind Stranger Things. But it, it's either about to pass Stranger Things as the most watched show on Netflix or... Um, already did so it was this massive ginormous hit and people were criticizing that show including the parents of victims that jeffrey dahmer like actually murdered and ate their bodies they were like how dare you make a netflix series um basically glorifying or um making a spectacle out of my tragedy and my loss and that would actually be the most infuriating thing of life if i was a parent of someone who went through that because that's your baby and you're seeing them be picked apart and dissected just for entertainment. And the most horrible thing that's ever happened to them is now replaying over and over and over again. And it's like people don't even care how you feel. So it's a really hard line between we feel bad watching these things, but we want to watch more. And the show, the Dahmer show on Netflix has undoubtedly made like tens of millions of dollars, probably over a hundred million dollars and guess what the families of those victims got zero dollars absolutely nothing for for this show so they're like okay my trauma is now just entertainment for free and there's nothing i can say about it and even the lead actor evan peters he's a very loved man uh we we love him from american horror story and all the other things he's been in even though i mean it's kind of questionable why we love him because you know he's played so many crazy characters like at what point did we fall in love with him was it when he was a cult leader was it when he was eating people? Was it when he was a Satanist? Like, which one did we love the most of what Evan Peters was doing? See, we are just so in love with the evil, twisted, macabre things as a society. But anyway, people are even turning against Evan Peters now for this show, Dahmer, because Dahmer won a Golden Globe. 
um, um well Evan won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Limited or Anthology Series for his work playing Jeffrey Dahmer in the Netflix mini series Dahmer. And that rubbed so many people the wrong way because they're like, not only are people obsessed with the show, but he's going to win awards. He's going to be praised for portraying that man. It would be kind of eerie, like, if he puts that trophy in his house for his Golden Globe and it says, like, Evan Peters, best actor for Dahmer. Like, Je- Jeff- like Jeffrey Dahmer's name is on a trophy of yours. It's just weird. It's not something that would be particularly made to be proud of. And people are kind of suspicious of Evan because why would he take that role if he knew what it meant? He was very aware of what he was doing and who he was portraying. So why even take it? And Ryan Murphy kind of said in a press interview that I was watching after the Golden Globes that he's happy that Evan Peters finally got the Golden Globe and he feels like his mission is accomplished because they're like besties. He favorites him. He puts him in all of his shows. It's just a fact. And he's like, finally, like Evan has a Golden Globe and I, he kind of knew that this show would get him one. So it's like, oh, like you just put this whole story on blast and disrespected the families just to win a golden globe. It doesn't look good. So people are kind of hating him online right now. And, um, not only because of that, but because his acceptance speech for the golden globe, he didn't really say anything smart. He was just like, thanks for everyone um, who worked on the show. And then he said that he hoped some good will come from this series. That's what he had to say at the end to kind of like, cushion the blow and address the elephant in the room that everyone was thinking when he won i can't believe he won first of all that's wild i was like damn the nerve the golden globes have right now it's crazy evan peters has some nerve maybe emma roberts should deal with him again aka smack him across the face beat him up a little bit again i'm kidding i would love if emma roberts beat me up i'm kidding again but you know who that acceptance speech really rubbed the wrong way, saying, is any good going to come out of this series? Um, the mother of one of Dahmer's victims, Tony Hudges, her name is Shirley, she went online to say that Evan should have used his acceptance speech to mention the families who are still suffering from Dahmer's crimes, or to say Hollywood should put an end to telling stories about killers and glorifying them. Absolutely. And then she said, it's a shame that people can take our tragedy and make money. The victims never saw a cent. We go through these emotions every day. Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to move on? I mean, I guess no one ever really moves on if something like that happens to them. But how are you supposed to remember the good things about your loved one that was taken away in a a circumstance like that? How are you supposed to remember the other 99% of their life besides the way that they died and, you know, keep a good, happy memory and let their legacy live on in a way that is bright? If you're just going to keep reliving the way that they died and the man who took their lives, it's just stupid. It's just silly. So I wish Evan didn't win for that. And um, yeah, I just I just don't know if I can really in good conscience like ever watch uh, that full show. I've watched I watched a few episodes and I kind of just like felt bad after a certain point. Yeah. Anyway, no good came out of that show at all. Actually, evil came out of the show because guess what? Guess what? This is the craziest, most gnarly nasty disgusting like bone chilling like oh my god everyone was right Dahmer should have never been made moment because when one of brian kohlberger's neighbors was talking to cbs about his experience with brian especially around the time of the crimes um he would say that brian would bring up the crimes to him walking in and out of their apartments together saying oh did you hear about the four students that were killed with a knife in their sleep um, he would mention them and he would say things like, I don't think they have any leads. Seems like it'd be a crime of passion. Like he was so like in his head. So like tickled by the idea, like tee hee hee hee. Like he doesn't know that I just like stabbed these people. Oh, oh my goodness. Like I'm, I'm so smart. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm just that bitch. Like, oh, oh, oh my God. If Brian Kohlberger was my neighbor and my neighbor looked like him, the minute there was a murder within a 50 mile radius, I'd be like, 911 I got I got your guy <laughs> don't say anything else don't ask how don't ask what the evidence is just swab for DNA and I'll swab him and it will be a match anyway he would always bring up the crimes and conversations and his neighbor said at the time of our conversation it was only a few days after the murders happened so there wasn't many details out about it and then Brian would ask him if he would ever be able to murder someone say if he was in the military or anything and like if he thought if like you know how he would feel after he did something like that and then 
After all the creepy serial killer talk, he, Brian told his neighbor how much he loved the show on Netflix, Dahmer. Bro. Dun, dun, dun. Ryan Murphy is crying himself to sleep right now. Ryan Murphy is in a getaway car changing his name on the way to Mexico as we speak. Evan Peters is in a bunker holding a teddy bear, rocking back and forth so no one ever sees him in public ever again. Because literally this series did damage. He loved the show Dahmer and he would get into conversations with his neighbors about how much um, like he basically was fascinated with serial killers and how rare true serial serial killers are. As if there's some elite species. As if there's some rare like messiah uh, Jesus-y type of leaders and they're, they're they're just so above everyone else and no one can pull off what they do they're so rare my response to that i'd be like oh like good that they're rare right you you kind of say it like it's a bad thing or that they deserve more respect or they deserve like some like award show for themselves it's just creepy how he would admire them so much it's very very scary um his other neighbor who lived below him, this is so creepy because apparently a lot of his neighbors and old friends um, and acquaintances are describing what he was like to news outlets if they ask. You know, I guess he's pretty famous and a lot of, um, I think that's what he wants out of this. But um, the girl who lived under him in his apartment in Washington described him as an insomniac who kept them awake at night by pacing and intermittently running his garbage disposal sometimes until 4 am that's suspicious running his garbage disposal why was was he putting something down there you know who else run ran their garbage disposal all hours of the day because he was shoving something down there to get rid of evidence jeffrey dahmer but seriously why was he running his garbage disposal at 4 a.m we clearly know he has no empathy now because brought those things are a lot of fuck you're waking everyone up and he clearly just is not a good planner or aware of you know what that people around him actually know what he's doing so kind of an idiot that same neighbor said that she would sometimes consider having words with brian but decided not to in the hope that he would be equally gracious if her crying children ever kept him awake oh see like she was thinking about him she was thinking about his feelings and how she hopes he would reciprocate he probably wouldn't though he would march down those stairs and be like can you shut up you're making my victim tied to a pole in my bedroom uncomfortable but thank God she didn't have any words for him. Damn. Imagine going up to his apartment at 4 a.m. That's his favorite time of day. He would have some knives for her. What's even crazier... Oh, my God. This is so just awful. A girl who was a, like, receptionist lady at a building that he would always go to said that four days after the killings, Brian arrived at his appointment in a black North Face jacket and was so friendly with the staff members that they took notice. And we already knew that he was... There was more a pep in his step. He had some glow on him, you know, after doing that for some reason, like a freak as if he's finally fulfilled his life stream. The receptionist at the office who declined to give her name, um, said the interaction was actually very friendly and it prompted her boss to comment. He's so nice and charming. Is he single? <gasps> oh my God, girl. Are you trying to get yourself killed? Girl. Your judge of character is awful. I would need, you to hire a friend to vet any boy that you are going to talk to just so you don't put yourself in those kind of situations damn like next time you ask a guy what his body count is make sure he specifies that that's the amount of people he's hooked up with anyway i bet you after brian saw the fact that Dahmer was the most watched television show of the year on netflix and was breaking all these records he wanted a bite of that serial killer fame and thought now was his time he was in his prime and he wanted to live that Jeffrey Dahmer experience. I bet you he was already planning his next one. Um, so he could maybe like keep the thing going, build a bigger plot and storyline for himself. Did you guys hear that? I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but there was another murder that happened last year, just over the border from Washington into Oregon. And we know Brian likes to do things over the border. Maybe he thinks that makes it less traceable to him. But they're looking into using his DNA to solve this unsolved case now. And it's of one male who was stabbed in his house in the middle of the night in a very, well, and in his sleep, in a very similar way that the University of Idaho killings happened. And 
it was also on the 13th of a month and his mom was home as well. So there was a surviving witness on the scene. So it's almost like, hmm, way too many things in common and it's gone unsolved. So people think there's no way he did a four person murder with a knife face to face for his first crime ever. So now they're thinking maybe he did that one as well. And maybe he already is a serial killer and that's why he was going off about how rare they are and how he thinks they're so cool, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm excited to know if he did that. Um, definitely look uh, that up. I forgot the boy's name, but it's very interesting, the fact that he could have done that one as well. But anyway, Brian went back to court today, and there's some upsetting news. And the upsetting news is that he has two very good attorneys, and they're going to work overtime to find out how they can make this evidence and twist it into a way that yields it unusable or unreliable to get Brian out of these crimes just the amount of dna and other receipts that they have it's going to be hard for them to do so so something very sad is that the attorneys that he's working with and taylor have asked the judge and the court system to allow the um like trial uh, process to start happening all the way in june so unfortunately it's january right now so we're gonna have to wait six months they're doing it at the at the end of june too the last week um june 26th and that is when the preliminary hearing will happen, which is the first step of that um, system. But they need all that time to work this DNA and come up with the most creative thing they possibly can to get this man off the hook. I don't think they should be allowed that. I wish they had to rush it, but apparently that is a thing that they're allowed to do. And they're very good lawyers, so they probably know what they're doing. But they're going to have to get extremely creative. It's going to be a huge stretch with all of these things. Like, how would his DNA be on a knife sheath at the at the house that day you know was he like oh no i left my knife sheath there on a different day when we were all showing each other our knife collections or blah 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 like it just makes no sense um and something else that's crazy is that each side is supposed to bring witnesses or are anticipated to bring witnesses to this trial in june so that means the surviving roommates will probably testify against him I'd feel so bad for those girls having to come face to face with him again. That would be extra chilling. Just that guy who you saw in the hallway with blood on him and in all black who, you know, you got close enough to see his eyebrows. Now you have to see him again face to face and look at him and say what you saw that night. And how is he going to work around that one? How is he going to say the surviving roommate's eyewitness account wasn't real? Will he be like, no, nah, your honor, she was tripping. Is he going to get his eyebrows done before then so he can be like, what bushy eyebrows? My eyebrows are on fleek. Giving his opening statement, he's going to be like, follow me on Instagram. Because literally all he wants is like the fame from the situation. And he's so disgusting for that. So he showed up to court today and he was only in there for 10 minutes to kind of like work this out when the um, preliminary hearings will happen and all that shit. But when he walked into court, he had several cuts on his face. So people in the media were like, Picking up on that, they were like, was he trying to harm himself because he's on suicide watch? Was someone else trying to harm him in jail? He's being kept away from other inmates right now, so we know that is not the case. And we didn't think he had any tools to be able to harm himself on purpose. But um, the sheriff said that he just had cuts in his face from shaving. They were pretty deep gouges, though. Like, right under his chin on the left, there was, like, a big circular red mark. And then, like, a really long cut on his cheek. And that's that's not really, like, the kind of cut you would get from shaving. There would just be, like, some redness or a little nick here and there. Um, I mean, I guess I feel him there, though. Like, sometimes it's hard to get a clean shave. Maybe I can get in there and shave him next time and cut him real good. Cut him up real good in the face. But yeah, it's really sad that we're not going to like get any more answers or any more um, from this story, I guess, until June. But something we will be hearing from then is just everyone involved and any more evidence that gets, um, I guess, put out to the media and the months leading up to it, because, you know, people will keep talking about it. And on the ABC special tonight, Kaylee's dad is going to talk about how she how he saw a connection between Kaylee and Brian and what Kaylee said to him about how she might have a stalker before she died so that's oh my god that's insane oh my god like i feel bad like tuning into it but at the same time i'm like oh my god i literally have to tune into it anyway the craziest thing now that's going on is that the the um siblings of ethan chapin who was murdered that night they also go to the university of idaho because they're triplets imagine losing your triplet oh my god like a piece of the like trifecta would just be gone forever that would be so 
fucking heartbreaking because I feel like when you're a twin, like that is even more intense than a sibling. That's like a marriage for life. If you're a twin, like how can you just grow up literally side by side the same exact way as someone and then just like lose them? Oh my God. I feel so bad for the twins, but the twins, no, why, why, why would I say twins? They're triplets. Why would I say that? No, they're still triplets, even though there's two of them. I feel so bad for the triplets, the two of them that are, uh, you know, left. I feel awful for them. And the craziest thing is that they went to the University of Idaho, too. That's how much they were like in hand in hand all throughout life together. I think they were juniors. But anyway, they went back to school at the University of Idaho. They're staying there. They're staying at the university again. Can you believe that? So Ethan's mom, Stacey Chapin, said in a statement yesterday, this is like a really sad kind of like mother POV of how they're just continuing life after something like this happens to her baby. And she said, quote, yesterday we successfully dropped them back off at the University of Idaho. Ethan's two twins. Um, Hunter was very glad to be back at the fraternity. And Maisie was warming up to the idea, but it was so good for her to hear all of the girls squeal with delight upon seeing her because she's in a sorority and her sorority sisters were happy to have her back. And that must have felt good, like just a, just a big welcome and feeling safe and at home again, knowing you live in a, with a, a lot of girls in a big house. And it did this mama's heart good to hear it. Maisie and Hunter are rock stars and we couldn't be more proud of them. We've spent the last eight weeks, besides the obvious, focusing on Maisie and Hunter. Cards, talks, walks, hikes, tears, you name it. Their job now is to just be kids. Start where they left off. Keep goals and aspirations in mind. Ethan's mom said that Ethan was who he was because of their family. Quote, his foundation was unwavering. He was so loved and he didn't know any different. He was profoundly supported and our family of five was different than others and so very special. He was loyal to all. He was inclusive, carefree, happy, just the best person you could ever meet. The stories are endless and amazing. Oh, that rips my heart out a million times and smashes it on the ground and just makes me want to spontaneously combust and disintegrate and die. I could not feel worse for that mom. What she's going through, no mother should have to go through that. And especially someone who's so loving like her, it seems like. I truly believe her when she says that their family was so insanely close-knit. And I think that probably did do Ethan wonders and why all of his friends described him as the most amazing, just good guy. He seems like that just like quiet, but just supportive, grounded guy that you know that never has anything bad to say, always is so conscious and over aware of how he makes people feel and wants people around him to feel good. That seems like the person that Ethan was. And I mean, that's an amazing legacy to leave behind for sure. And her mother should be so proud of herself, but also it just rips me to shreds because he should have lived a long full life. Um, She added at the end that her family will spend no time being angry because that would be energy not well spent and it wouldn't change the outcome. We have to look ahead. Yeah. That's like, when it's so bad that you can't even spend time like like you can't there's no way to be angry because it's so tragic and so awful there's nothing to say you kind of just have to be like wow life really just did that to us and move forward and find any happiness that you can because truly even though someone did do this with their own bare hands what do you kind of say to them or do to them that will really change anything the fact that he's caught and is in custody is really all they can ask for at this point and they just have to keep going as a family. So they're so strong. Um, I wish I could hug them all a million times and buy them a million flowers or do whatever, but that wouldn't change the outcome. Ethan's fraternity that his brother is a part of um, changed their like slogan. And now they are starting the hashtag hashtag live life like Ethan, because like I just said, Ethan was the most loving, accepting, solid friend who seemed like he only wanted to spread love, kindness, and joy to the people who he was around. And that was kind of his mantra and just way he moved about himself. So they're saying live like Ethan, spread good, not evil, as opposed to Brian. And I think that's an amazing um, message. And I should use that hashtag online, hashtag live like Ethan. So I think what we can learn from this is that there's people who want to leave a legacy behind from getting attention or they seem so desperate to 
be remembered or be special or feel like they're some important, you know, superior individual that people should admire and that people should remember. But I think the best legacy that you can leave is not tearing people down to get to the top or stomping your way to your goals and being a bad person along the way or doing outrageous things for attention just so you finally feel like you did something or that you're noticed or whatever. I feel like the best legacy you can leave behind is just being a good person because Brian clearly wanted fame like Dahmer, but Brian's legacy will be being evil scum and hated forever. No one will ever think about him in a good light ever again. He will be an embarrassment for the rest of time. And wouldn't that actually suck being Im- like being immortalized as an embarrassment? I would rather just be forgotten in a hundred years at that point. But he's going to be immortalized as a loser, as a coward, and as an embarrassment. And he thinks this attention is a good thing, that this is what he wants, but it's not. The person who made a more positive change to this world was Ethan. And his legacy, although his life was shorter, although, you know, this isn't like centered around him specifically, his legacy is so much more powerful. And the fact that Ethan lived will do so much more good to everyone who met him than all the bad everyone who ever met or crossed paths with Brian will ever do. Gaslighting with men has gone so far that they're now trying to excuse their bad behavior by blaming it on the Illuminati. You guys, the bar is in hell when it comes to men. And they're, they, I feel like men are on to the fact that we are on the, to them, that they are gaslighting us because it's so just naturally ingrained in a man's psyche or something. I guess what comes along with that Y chromosome is the desire to gaslight. It's like an innate thing. They just can't take responsibility for themselves. They're just barbaric animals out here lying at any chance they can fucking get but we are on to them but it's literally a new trend for men right now to take their lying and gaslighting so hard that they are now blaming the matrix and the illuminati because they can't gaslight you anymore they can't gaslight me anymore because we'll call them out they can't gaslight their girlfriend or their whatever or their side hoe because Everyone is onto them. So now they're, guess, they're, they're, they're telling us that their problems are actually just because they're a target of the Matrix. I think this trend kind of started recently when Jeffree Star was going on some kind of tangent. How, you know, when all these this bad press was coming out about him in um, 2020 or 2021 or whatever. It was actually because he was about to expose everything in the Illuminati to the whole world. And apparently they were trying to silence him or ruin his credibility or whatever. He tweeted, what a crazy fucking year. I escaped the Illuminati in 2021 and they still haven't killed me yet. Every day I wake up grateful. You have no idea what you're talking about. It's 10 times worse than you can ever imagine. Just be thankful you're on the other side. In 2021, I was going to expose everything. In a matter of days, the Hollywood elite tried to ruin my career, villainize me, and flooded the news with lies to discredit me. If you guys only knew the truth behind what they are doing to Britney and Kanye, anyone who challenges the system gets eliminated. So I, I think what he's saying is like they don't just get eliminated. They get um like not like killed anymore. Like I guess like they're... Maybe you can't do that anymore like the Clintons were doing in their heyday but or like the Kennedys were doing in their heyday. But um, I guess they, the Illuminati's now, the way of silencing someone is just uh, canceling them basically and maybe spreading lies or whatever about them. So no one believes them anymore and they get punched off the face of the earth and they're just a laughing stock and someone who we just think of as um, bad and we won't give them the time of day because they're canceled, they're over, blah, 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 blah. So that's what Jeffrey was kind of trying to say And I think that's very embarrassing because Jeffrey is an extremely problematic uh, liar, user, um, gaslighter, evil, racist person. And I don't like talking about him ever. 
the fact that I even have talked about it multiple times on my podcast makes me sick. I don't like him. Sure, there's clips of him that are funny, but I never indulge in them. I don't even let myself laugh at him. There's other people that I can laugh with. So I'm not going to do that to him. But all we know is for sure, like, he was never invited into the Illuminati. Clearly, that did not actually happen to him. And any lies in the media, like, if he was banging Kanye or if he did, like, blackface in the past, like, those are real. And that's just because, well, not the Kanye thing, but <laughs> I made that up. But, um, because I'm in the Illuminati. But, um, like, the other horrible things that Jeffrey has done in the past with like whatever fraud they're real and he's trying to blame it on the illuminati it's just very interesting to me but everyone knew he was not invited to the illuminati he did not get the memo him um he would just never be invited he wouldn't last and then if he got invited who is he cadet kelly some um what's the one that brenda song played wendy Wu, homecoming warrior he, like he's not those girls that can escape the illuminati and dodge their bullets like in the matrix or whatever he wouldn't last round one that twink wouldn't last one round of running away from the elite when they're trying to kill him and his 17 pomeranians would not save him they would probably eat his dead body on the floor and so all i'm saying is that was complete utter lies and anything jeffree star has done don't let him fool you saying they're trying to discredit me no he's actually an asshole someone else who did this obviously is Kanye West saying that oh like the the media is just trying to spin my narrative and to paint me as this crazy horrible person who says the most outrageous unforgivable cancelable things and that's just because they don't like what I think because I don't think what they think and I'm a free thinker you can't control me I know they're mad they're pissed in his new song easy the one of the newer songs he came out with there's a literal line where he says um and my new bitch bad. I know Illuminati mad. Like he really thinks the Illuminati is after him in some way. But the only person that's really after him is all the little evil Kanye's in his head that are his inner saboteur. Like that scene in SpongeBob where all the small SpongeBob's in SpongeBob's head are like burning the file cabinets and like running around the room and screaming. That's what Kanye's head is like. And he's really the only one that is after himself. The Illuminati did not tell him to say go DeathCon 3 on the Jews or that i am a nazi or behead pete davidson in a music video or show people inappropriate videos of um corn at work like or show people nudes of his wife at work no one made him do those things and then he was in an interview the other day well not the other day like a month ago um like paparazzi on the street and he was like there's people like disappearing in hollywood uh because when they don't like someone they just try to silence them what no bro it's not the matrix it's not the illuminati you are just an awful person and then he said if anything happens to me it's because of this no girl if anything happens to you it's because you are inciting violence against yourself and that is a fact Kanye literally told people to like beat pete davidson up in the street if they see him and you think that's not gonna make someone mad or you shouldn't walk around with security but there he is with his new blonde girlfriend that he's trying to copy the image of kim kardashian with in the beverly hills hotel by themselves just like eating ramen like if something happens to him it's because he has made a lot of people pissed at him and lost two billion dollars from being who he is a most recent example of this is logan paul i guess the wwe wrestler now um i'm so sorry to the wwe universe for having to accept him he tweeted the other day the matrix is real pray you never become its target because he is joining in on this trend of saying that the matrix is the reason that he's a horrible person because this week a giant news story came out that Logan Paul bought a little pig. He bought a mini pig, probably for content in his Team 10 house or whatever. But he adopted this pig that should be your pet, that you should love, that you should feed and nourish and give attention to and support, you know, even if it becomes a big old fat pig. And I hate to bring it to you guys. I have even Googled this once. I wanted a little pig to live with. There's no such thing as a mini teacup pig. That is a marketing scam. Basically, they're allowed to do that because, yeah, when you buy it, it's a teacup pig because it's a baby. And then in five months, it's big as fuck and trying to eat your pet chihuahua and your three-month-old baby because it is literally a pig that wants to roll around in the mud outside and do pig shit. You know what I'm saying? Men should relate to pigs because they are pigs, but they just don't get it. So he, he got this pig. It got super fucking big he even posted something online where he was like i got this pig and i thought it was a mini pig he says i bought pearl over a year ago i was told she was a mini pig she's not i mean if you name someone after pearl from spongebob that big whale who suspiciously it's mr crab's daughter like obviously they're not going to be small they're gonna be big like a whale like pearl anyway 
then crazy news reports came out where an animal sanctuary called oh no oh, oh, oh yeah yeah called the the gentle barn this sanctuary called the gentle barn found logan paul's pig in the field by himself like dying they found pearl like like dying in a field because logan paul abandoned her how dare you abandon pearl bitch but if i was a pig i would rather be turned into bacon than live with logan paul but anyway the gentle barn said that they got a call about a an abandoned pig in a field and they found pearl laying next to another pig who passed away right next to her and she was just laying by her probably so scared and confused and they said that she's lucky to be alive and they believe she belongs to the famous youtuber she had mangled ears like her ears look like they had bites taken out of them or something i don't know if pigs turn in like to cannibals if they're starving maybe pearl killed the pig that she was with but pearl had that right to do she had to do what she had to do to survive so i don't blame pearl for that but um yeah, they said, Pearl was found alone in a field next to another pig who passed away. She came up to us with tattered ears and potentially life-threatening infections in her uterus that have been there for a while. She's clearly been through so much trauma that we can't begin to imagine, but she's now safe with us at the Gentle Barn. From what we've been told, it's believed she was purchased originally from a breeder by an influencer. People often buy mini pigs or tika pigs for clout online at Ariana Grande Piggy Smalls, believing they will stay small. But when they inevitably grow very large and have many unexpected needs, they're sadly discarded. Well, we don't know everything she's been through in the past. We know her life is now filled with friends. New, nutritious, new, nutritious, why can I not say nutritious? Nutritious foods and the highest quality of care. So much love. I mean, that makes me happy. And I wish all animals could be treated like that on the daily basis. But you know Americans rabid about their bacon for some reason. They'd rather have bacon than equal rights in America. I'm not even kidding. But yeah, so I, I think that is what Logan is trying to say, um, that this is a malicious rumor spread about him, but someone should just go and check if, that, if he still has a pig in his house because no way did the Illuminati kidnap his pig, bite her ears off, and then throw her in a field for the gentle barn to find. I would not put that past logan paul just like he discards his friends when they're no longer usable for him for cloud so i don't believe him and logan paul what about that dead body that you filmed in japan was that the illuminati too did the illuminati do that set you up for that did they point that camera and make you dance in front of the camera and make fun of that situation or what about your crypto scam that have lost millions of dollars for investors was that just the illuminati too or can you just not take responsibility for yourself? Another example is Tory Lanez. His dad was saying that, um, like, after the guilty verdict came in, because obviously, yeah, that Mr. Potato Head-Ass Bitch, Raisin Head-Ass Bitch, shot Megan Thee Stallion. And it's just a fact. He mustered up enough strength in those twig arms to hold up that gun and shoot her. There's photos of it, of her foot with bullets in it. There's x-rays of it. It's a fact. It happened. So obviously he's going to go to jail and I can't wait for his sentencing in two weeks. His dad said that he partly blames Jay-Z and the whole evil system at Rock Nation for basically setting this whole thing up and taking Tory Lanez down. And as we know, everyone thinks Jay-Z and Beyonce are like the king and queen of the Illuminati. And if they were, like you guys, I wish we lived in a world where Beyonce and Jay-Z were the king and queen of the Illuminati. But guess who the real king and queen of the Illuminati are? Like Elon Musk and like Jeff Bezos, like like the, just the richest of the rich, Joe Biden, like all of those people. Though that's the real life Illuminati. It would be great if the girl who sings "Going cuff it, cuff it, cuff it for me, baby," well, I busted, busted, busted for you. It'd be great if she was the actual queen of the Illuminati, but it's not. But they were trying to blame Jay Z for setting this whole thing up because Jay Z works with Megan Thee Stallion, and he didn't want his client's name to be destroyed any further by Tory Lane, so he got the judge to sway to her side and make him get the guilty verdict and go to prison like this was all jay-z's fault no absolutely not Tory Lane just literally shot a woman you shot her point blank period he couldn't lie his way out of it he couldn't bribe his way out of it and i hope that moment of appeasing his ego was worth it and no one's gonna miss you bro in jail not even your homophobic fans. So go find a new homophobic leader lord to serve. Like, like you are re replaceable. The babies still exist. Um, you know, all all of these not so 
subtly homophobic celebrities still exist and they can worship. The last example of this is Andrew Tate. Are we surprised? The misogynistic influencer by day, um, human trafficker <laughs> by night. He was taken down by the steady powerful hand of Greta Thunberg when he thought it was cool to show off his cars to her and how much carbon they put into the atmosphere and how he's polluting so much because he's so rich and has all of these Bugattis oh my god and then Greta said he had a small penis <laughs> which like we already knew like she was just stating facts like it's just as much of a fact that climate change is real that Andrew Tate has a small penis it's it's just facts of life you guys no questions there and then he made a video where he was like Greta is so ugly and I can't tell if she's a girl or a boy and blah 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 I'm gonna keep polluting the earth with my cars and my existence and then he tells someone to bring him a piece of pizza or bring him pizza in the video and the pizza has a name of a pizzeria shop in I forgot what country he was in but whatever oh Romania right it had the name of a Romanian pizza shop on it so that let the F behind Romania know where he was and then they went to his house and arrested him because he was already wanted by the FBI. And he's so dumb for exposing himself like that. And my favorite thing in the world is that he was exposed by a 19-year-old girl because he's going to have to think about that while he's in jail forever, that he was brought down by a girl. And he is very misogynist. So I just think that is great. Anyway, he is now going to be held in jail for 30 more days because... He did not win the appeal on Tuesday to get removed while they work on his trial and see if he was actually human trafficking because there was some rumors that he was. There were some girls who would like to testify against him because he he runs like a basically like a webcam girl company where they'll get on webcams with old men and talk them up or insult them or whatever they're into. Show them their feet, whatever. And he doesn't pay those girls, apparently. He pays them in the pleasure of getting to know him and getting to work with him because he's the smartest, most clever, superior man in the whole world. That's literally what he says. So apparently he doesn't pay them and holds them hostage in his basement if they try to leave. And he, like, traffics girls to become a part of this. So that's what he's being investigated for. And he wanted to get out of jail, but he can't. So he's going to spend the next 30 days there. So I guess we'll have peace on Earth for about 30 days. The hole in the ozone layer has about 30 days to close up before Andrew Tate and all of his little um hustlers university boys start driving his cars everywhere again but basically he tweeted after that result came out that he's going to stay in jail for 30 days or i'm actually not sure how he tweeted this on january 8th M maybe he was like about to go back to jail but he literally tweeted on january 8th the matrix will only tell you what the matrix needs you to believe he was literally tweeting that all of this was because the matrix and then he said the matrix has attacked me but they misunderstand. You cannot kill an idea. Hard to kill. So the moral of the story here is that men will literally make up evil little cults coming after them and try to convince you that their life is literally being manipulated at the puppeteer hand strings of Beyonce and Jay-Z and the Illuminati before they just look in the mirror and say, bruh, get your shit together. They'll literally do all of that. So if your boo tells you, he's liking other girls pics on instagram because the illuminati made him or the matrix is after him don't believe him and what can we learn from this i think what we can learn from this is that um you should become ungaslightable do not question your reality ever you're smart you know what's going on trust yourself do not let these men gaslight you Last year, I became ungaslightable. I'm not even kidding you. And it changed my life. I would always tell people I'm ungaslightable. If someone lies to me, I don't even let myself for five seconds because it only takes yourself five seconds to believe like a negative thought about yourself or a situation. It has to sit in your brain for five seconds before you believe it. So I don't even let myself gaslight myself for five seconds because people are trying to do it with me enough. I know my reality. I'm not going to question it. I'm not crazy. I can put two and two together and know that you are lying to me whether this comes with a situation with men who are not putting in effort or canceling plans or doing other things with other guys like i know the reality of the situation you are shady that's fine just say that like don't jump around these hoops lie or whatever because i'm gonna see right through it and the second i call you out and you try to say i'm crazy or it's my fault or i'm just imagining things these things no i'm not i'm ungaslightable try again so 
I know it's kind of an interesting concept, but I think you should just not let yourself be gaslighted. And the only, like, you are the gatekeeper of your own ability to be gaslit. They can try it, but you do not have to accept it. So, yeah, hashtag ungaslightable. You guys, I got more hair shots in my head today and they fucking hurt this time. If you don't know, I'm like experiencing hair fallout from stress called telogen effluvium. It's a long story. I tried to convince my doctor that I'm just balding so they would give me the strongest medication. But they were like, no, you're not. Your hair is just falling out from stress because there's different patterns that apparently a dermatologist can see. I don't believe them. I feel like they might be lying to me. But um, anyway, I get these hair shots and they're called PRP hair shots. And what happens is you go into the office and they take a vial of your blood and then they transfuse that blood and turn it into plasma and then inject it into your head like eight times with a big ass needle going like right into your skull, basically. And my hair just after each of those appointments, my hair just feels like it got pulled so hard. Like I was having a rough night with your dad or something. He was just pulling me from behind and he would not stop. Even if I said the safe word, please, sir, enough. I'm not indestructible. I'm human. Even though you call me your toy. Anyway. Yeah, it fucking hurts. But they do help my hair. Like my dermatologist does say my hair uh, looks very thick on the scalp. And obviously, like, I can't really see it from my own eyes. Like he can. So I trust him. He has gorge hair. And I hope they're worth it because I'm getting four of them, like four sets of these shots. And they're each seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Not cheap, but I will do anything for good hair. Anyway, that was what um, I was doing today. Then I was supposed to go hang out with someone, but they took too long to text me back. And they were like, oh, I just got caught up at work. Um, I'm ungaslightable, bitch. You just didn't care enough. Plans canceled. Try again. You really just blew your shot with me. Can, can you believe that? Some people would not. Like, they were like, I was busy at work. That's why I didn't text you back, girl. I don't care if you were in the middle of open heart surgery. Put that heart down and text me back. Put it down. For two seconds. Can you believe someone blew their chance with me today? Is pigs flying? Is these bitches trying me? Crazy. Anyway, let's talk about some mean girls. And not the ones that we love. Like Megan the Doll. Or Regina George and Katie Heron. We're talking about some real life nasty, nasty girls. Um, the kinds that you wouldn't feel comfortable getting into your bikini in front of those people, you know, exactly what I mean. Kendall Jenner and Haley Baldwin are mean girls. They are. They're both these supermodels, uh, A-list celebrities who are just always like together for some reason, always commiserating in each other's mean energy in girl world, like where... In Mean Girls, they turn into, like, evil animals and are banging on their chest and blah, blah, blah. Like, they really thrive with their Mean Girl energy. And it's probably a really toxic power imbalance that they have them to. That friendship must be horrible. But um, Kendall has been fighting these Mean Girl accusations for a long time. But they just posted a TikTok yesterday that made them look, like, even meaner of girls. So, if you don't know, Kendall has been facing these mean girl accusations for a long time. Even one time on their show, The Kardashians on Hulu, RIP Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she was asked, what are some of the misconceptions that you're always hearing about yourself? Kendall said, I think one, I guess, that hurts the most is that people think I'm a mean girl because that's just not the case. It can be upsetting when someone is questioning your character. If only people knew me. She's like, yeah, I called that girl fat and put her mouth on the curb and curb stomped her and told her she's worthless but i'm not a mean girl that was only one time don't reduce me to that kind of said i feel like anything i do gets hate i could be walking down the street doing absolutely nothing and somebody always has something to say i could be handing a 
Pepsi to a police officer and trivially trivializing hundreds of years of a social movement just so I can be in a Pepsi ad and people will still have something to say about it. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Kendall said, I think the narrative has gotten so out of hand about me and my family that there's just no changing it anymore. So here are some reasons that people think Kendall's kind of a mean girl. One, it's just so recently at the Met Gala this year when like a bunch of influencers went, Addison Ray, the bad bleep herself, was at the Met Gala and she was doing some like flowy motion with her hands as they were taking photos, like waving them against, like up against, uh, like just over her head, trying to look all ethereal or whatever. And then Kendall posted a video the next day doing some weird hand movement above her head where she was like drunk and like seemingly titling and laughing at Addison for doing the same exact thing. And people called her out on it. They're like, oh, we know exactly what you're doing, Kendall. And just another example of you being a mean girl. Older examples are Kendall laughing at Kylie's lips when she first got them done, saying that they're too big or sneering at her for getting plastic surgery or going overboard or saying that they look ridiculous, but at the same time saying no one needs plastic surgery. But Kendall probably made fun of her thin lips too. Then there was a clip on Keeping Up where... I feel like this is just an example of what Kendall probably always does. And she goes up to Kylie and she's like, I love your tan. So I guess that's a compliment. But then she says, but you have really big pores. Like, it's like, bruh, like just little moments like that. Or like ignoring Addison Ray at the family dinner table when she went for that one episode. It's just very cold shoulder vibes. Or Corey Gamble, like literally saying that she's always so rude on the show when they got in that one fight in the car. Corey Gamble is Kris Jenner's very young boyfriend. But, um, yeah, it just seems people are always calling her out, even on her own show. And I feel like gossiping or, like, teasing or being a little frisky with your own friends is fine. But, like, Kendall also plays the, I'm too nice. I'm such a nice girl. I'm the nice one of the family. I'm real. I'm down to earth. People who are like, I'm just too nice. I'm just so nice, who are constantly saying that, they're projecting. Like, they're actually not. Like, I just can't trust those people because it sounds like you're trying to cast yourself as this nice person so when you actually are mean people can't call you out on it because you're known as the nice person like no and i feel like that's just what kendall is people have also called out that she's rude to chris and caitlin and yeah there's other things that in kendall's career even like the modeling thing how she's the most highest paid model in the world and she gets to do whatever gig she wants but she just says really tone deaf things about other models like how she doesn't get how they work 80 shows in one season and good for them she could never do that and it just comes across as very tone deaf um because they literally have to do those 80 shows a year and they don't have the luxury of just picking and choosing like you do apparently she doesn't give respect to them like at show she'll only talk to the other celebrity models she very obviously doesn't have naomi campbell's respect and naomi has made that very very clear so clearly there's just a lot of mean girl energy spiraling around kendall Hailey Bieber is her best friend. They kind of also have that energy where they think they're those girls, but they never, they just never hit like they think they do. Like when Hailey Bieber wore a shirt the other day that said Nepo Baby, and she thought that was some cool like reclaiming of the term nepotism baby because people have been giving nepotism babies a lot of flack this past month. They made a whole episode about it. She thought she really did something there, but it was actually just embarrassing, like admitting that she kind of just uses her friends and family for clout and sells us products on the internet and got you know the most famous boyfriend ever all just because of her family and that she uh, she's like she knows she's not interesting at all but it's kind of like showing to us that we kind of just have to deal with her it's giving very like marie antoinette like let them eat cake it's just very embarrassing for Haley to do that and yeah i mean kendall also has those nepo baby vibes they're just go hand in hand so could they work on it? Yes. Do I kind of sympathize with Kendall a bit because just being so extremely famous, like in her family, she's definitely gone through a lot. has to have some kind of like guard up in some way. So I feel like maybe if she is cold or not talking to other models, she's maybe just protecting herself um, because of what they could say about her or spread about her if they get to know her too well. Or I'm just saying like, I try to give these celebrities the benefit of the doubt, but there's just too much against them at this point. And then they made a TikTok the other day where they're like sitting there drinking tequila, 818 tequila that Kendall culturally appropriated for her own benefit. Um, and they use the audio where it's like a distorted kind of like vocoder um, effect. And it says, and I'm not saying she deserved it, but I'm saying God's timing is always right. And blah, 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 blah. Like 
she deserved it. Like they're basically it was it's basically a sound that's being spiteful against someone. Very mean girl energy. And people are like, they're being mean girls again. Oh, they just proved themselves as being the mean girls again in 2023. Kind of got themselves into some hot water. And it's very interesting because that sound where it's like, and I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. That hasn't trended for like a year. So why would they go back and use that sound and try to look like it girls for no reason? People think that it was directed at someone um, and they're just being mean. So Hailey Bieber actually said something about it, which is crazy because apparently they really do take these accusations seriously. So Hailey Bieber said, I never comment on this type of thing, but we were just having a girl's night and we did a random TikTok sound for fun. It's not directed at anyone. I don't know, Hailey Bieber, I'm not buying it. And I don't think your Jesus loving boyfriend, Justin Bieber, would be very appreciative of that with his treat everyone with kindness, uh, forgiveness, empathy kind of vibe. And um, it just doesn't make sense to me. If you're having a fun girls' night, why is that the sound that you're using? I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. Is that really fun to you? Like, if you're going to do a fun girls' night thing, why don't you do the About Damn Time dance by Lizzo? But instead, they wanted to use that kind of shady sound to seem like the it girls, like they're standoffish and too cool. It's just giving those vibes. It's not giving bad bitch. It's not giving savage. It's giving insecure. And Hailey Bieber should just go back to her bathroom and really think about what she's done and take a time out. Kendall, I'm rooting for you, Kendall. I hope, um, just because me and Kendall have to stop feuding, I have to say something nice about her. Um, Kendall, I am rooting for you, girl. And I know you're not mean. You're just possessed by a gay demon. So what can we learn from this? I think we can learn that to be the it girl, to be the girl that everyone wants to be, to be that bitch, you don't have to bring people down to make yourself feel better. You don't have to exclude people to make yourself feel higher. You don't have to um, throw salt in someone's sugar to make yours sweeter or piss in someone's yard thinking that it will make yours greener. The foundation of being this it girl that everyone wants to be with is not bringing others down. It is bringing yourself so high up and building such a self confidence that you radiate positivity you radiate some sort of bad bitchery energy it's equivalent to like big dick energy for girls and you when someone has it you just know like it's giving it girl it's giving she's the shit girl and it's giving that we all know someone like that so be that girl be the girl who is so self-confident she's not secure at all she doesn't feel the need to bring you down um and if you start coming around with weird energy around her she's just going to distance herself but leave you with good vibes she makes her m's and minds her business she uplifts she includes she makes people feel good she makes other people feel confident and she spreads positive energy because she knows that's going to come back to her she's the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet but a bitch in the way where she's a boss and that's what being the it girl is so be that girl no 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 be be it girl don't be that girl anyway thank you guys for joining me on pop culture university today i had so much fun talking to you students i hope you enjoyed the tea and the combo isn't that shit about Dahmer and brian just like so crazy just like the parallels there all those critics were right when they said Dahmer should not be a show Mm-mm-mm-mm. i'm i think twice before watching one of those netflix series although they do interest me maybe we can just watch murder uh shows about like fictional murderers like people who are not actually out there killing people like joe from you i'm sure ben padgley or what's his name ben oh my god he's so hot wait who's the guy that plays joe he came to my college once and i like watched him give a speech live you know i forgot what he was talking about i was just looking at him the whole time fuck you netflix cast Oh yeah, Pen Pen Badgley. <laughs> Not me, like mixing up his name. Anyway, maybe we can just watch shows about fictional murderers from now on. But at the same time, I need to tune into that ABC special tonight about Brian Kohlberg. I'm so sorry. I will change soon. I can stop whenever I want. But um yeah. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I don't know what to do with myself now that I cannot be a hoe on Twitter. I'm a hoe no mo. I guess I'll have to just go to the gym and just resist the urge to take a selfie about it. Or I can just post like inspirational fitspo on Instagram, I guess. (laughs) I'll, I'll find a way to get my fix of that. My Friday night is going to be so chill 
it's literally going to be me watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race and then that ABC special. I'm not doing anything exciting. Definitely taking it easy. I've been working so hard this week, so I'm just like relish in being lazy. And sometimes that is just the best self-care. Relishing and doing things that are good for your soul, not necessarily your work or your body. And definitely leave some time for that, too. I mean, maybe that will be my homework for you guys to just literally do nothing and make your soul happy make your soul comfortable on your sofa with your soul food. I support it and I will be there with you girl. Anyway, um, Tuesday, Friday class. Don't forget it. Screenshot yourself. listening to this post on your Instagram story. Tag me and I'll hit you up in your DMS immediately. Ask everyone I do it. Make sure to DM me a really crazy story that you would want to share with the class because we're going to start that segment next week. And some people have already sent me some craziest things like y'all y'all live some crazy fucking lives i feel bad for some of you for what i'm reading and i'm so excited to share with the class because girl we need to put this on blast because this is not normal shit but um yeah tell everyone you know about this podcast okay i will see y'all next time class is dismissed bye thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.